Hey everybody, welcome to Uncomplicated Truth Talk with your host, licensed Christian counselors, Dr. Kim and Naomi. Each episode, you will hear the truth of the Word of God in a relaxed, real, and authentic conversation that help you navigate the issues in life and help you stay in the lane God has for you. So grab your coffee and listen to Uncomplicated Truth Talk with Dr. Kim and Naomi. Hey there. Hey. So I'm I've been really excited about these. Me too. Episodes that we're doing. I know. I think people are think really liking them. Yeah, they're powerful, and mm-hmm. I think it's uh, really relevant for today. And way relevant. It's pretty deep. I'm gonna <coughs> say it is deep, but yes, um, I think it's time to go deep, people. <laughs> I mean, come on. There's a lot going on in the world if you're not prepared. Yep, join the war. Yeah, yeah, join the war, the spiritual war. Speaking of that, there's so much going on in, in uh, Israel. Oh, I know. It was so weird because I was reading something. See, we were just talking about how our memory, we need to pray off and pray for better remembrance mm-hmm. of yeah, things. Yeah, yeah, Where we've read mm-hmm. stuff. And yes, for sure. Because this is starting to get crazy to us yeah so we are going to pray that off but um i was reading about gaza yeah scriptures oh yeah and it was so weird because either that day or the next day i saw that gaza was in the news like Mm -hmm. on my cbn network a lot of war happening so much is happening in gaza but i was reading in scripture and see i can't tell you where it was are you sure you weren't in ezekiel Maybe it was. 37, 38, 39? I don't know. But it was talking about how I was reading about prosperity, that that, that can be a, um, a stronghold that people believe that they, not prosperity. What's the other word? <laughs> not prosperity. It's the opposite. Poverty. Okay. <laughs> Poverty can be a stronghold. Oh, that Lord. that people believe, like it is what that it they is. will never get out of it. Yes, that they will never get out of it. And Gaza was cursed. It was an actual uh, city that had great poverty there. That the city was cursed with poverty and really? never. Where did I read that, girl? I don't know. I don't know where you read that. <laughs> But I thought that was so interesting um, that, mm-hmm. you know, that, that, that the city was cursed. It wasn't producing anything. Yeah. Can we just talk on poverty for a minute? Yeah. Because, listen, that is a lie yeah. from the enemy. Yeah. I mean, people do not need to walk around thinking, well, I'm just stuck in my in my stuff. This I'll is never going to change. I'll always be here. Yeah. I'll always I'll always be living in this house. I'll always be. That is a lie from the enemy. Listen, God gives you strength. He gives you abilities and capabilities to go and change your situation. So if Mm -hmm. your situation is not what you like, okay, well, get up Mm -hmm. and go do something. Do something different than what you're doing. Yeah, because I remember and I, this is how I, it's funny how kids will pick up on things as their understanding of what they believe something to be. Uh-huh. Okay. Sure. So my understanding, because we were in poverty, we were very poor family. You know, uh-huh. when you got 
eight children, you know. You, that's, that's a lot of kids, that sister. Is a, uh, <laughs> that's a formula for <laughs> yeah, poverty. No kidding. Um, so I remember my mom going to the grocery store. I'd be with her, and she'd have a calculator. Oh, yeah. And I told myself, I will never go to the grocery store and have with a calculator. calculator with me. And I remember having a conversation with my husband. This is so funny that, that you I bring will this never, up. Like, if I ever have to count what I'm spending when I'm in the grocery store, that, that means that I'm poor. Uh-huh. I related that to being poor. Now, yeah. probably because we were poor, yeah. and that's why she did that. Yeah. But there are other people pennies. that, you know, maybe they just... Girl, did I they ever, have a budget and they're really not poor, but they want to spend X amount at the grocery store. Did I ever tell you about the grocery store and the calculator story? No. Okay, let me just tell you this real quick, okay? Uh-huh. Reed and I, we were first married in our first year, okay? we <clears throat> There was a schnooks about two miles away from where our apartment was, uh-huh. and that's where we would grocery shop. Well, that was way back in the day, okay? No cell phones, you know just no cell phones right. no nothing okay well we were first year in our marriage we were counting pennies mm-hmm. i would take my calculator mm-hmm. to the grocery store to make sure because our budget was fifty dollars a week wow fifty dollars man okay ramen noodles ramen noodles <laughs> i mean uh pb and j well we had some staples um uh, like rice beans maybe we well would that's eat, a mexican thing Never yeah mind. and remember i'm not mexican i'm yeah, a white girl yeah. um <laughs> anyway so um and we would only pay with a check for our groceries uh-huh. okay so we did our grocery shopping get getting ready to go check out and i say to reed i'm like uh-oh i forgot the checkbook oh He's like, okay, no problem. I said, all right, you run home, get the checkbook. I'm going to go over by the magazines. I'll wait for you there, okay? We are two miles away from the grocery store. Yeah. And 10 minutes goes by. Oh, no. I'm like, this is weird. Okay. 15. Uh Uh-oh. 20. And I'm like, we are two miles away. He couldn't find the checkbook. Okay, we're like 20 minutes until the next hour. 40 minutes I'm waiting for him. And I'm like, okay. I know we are just newly married, but this is a little ridiculous, okay? He comes strolling back in and he looks at me and he is cracking up. What? And I am fuming, okay? Because I'm like... Because you're Kim. (laughs) Where where have you been? He's like, Kim, oh my gosh, I cannot believe what just happened. I'm like, what? He's like, well, I went towards home to get the checkbook. Yeah. I drove right past it. I thought I was going to work. Oh, no. I'm like. And he he thought you would think that's funny? He thought that. (laughs) He thought that. No, he should have came up with different No, he worked off of Lindbergh. He was like strolling along, going to work? Yeah, he was just driving the car, going going to work, and then it popped in his head, wait a minute. My wife's at the grocery store. My stranded. wife's at the grocery store, and I forgot to get the checkbook. Bad story, Reed. Yeah. Bad story. Yeah. <laughs> My little calculator and the checkbook story. Wow. Yeah. I'm like, okay, let's leave. 
People are going to wonder why am I hanging out in the grocery store? I got a full cart. When she should be buying these magazines, what a thief. She's sitting there reading them. I'm just reading them for free. <laughs> right. That's Jeez. funny. I know. I don't <laughs> even know how that even computes to what we're even going to talk about well, today. Well, we were talking about poverty can be a stronghold on someone. Yes, for sure. So yeah. You Life break. from the enemy. And I think it can be generational. Think oh, about that. Oh yeah, it can be. Yeah, I mean, if I would have stayed I in the situation, in my own family, with yeah, some of my siblings. If I would have stayed in the situation as as my uh, parents were mm -hmm. at the time, and didn't have the uh, the fortitude, I guess mm -hmm. that I know it was from the Lord to say at sixteen, I'm going to do everything opposite of what I know. <laughs> yeah, right. Because I figured if I do everything opposite of what I know, uh -huh. I'm not going to be in the situation they were in. Right. So. Which makes me think about what we recorded last week about making change. Yeah. And that some people are scared or yeah. allergic to change, but you had enough um, knowledge and wisdom to say, okay, I'm gonna, no matter what it takes, I'm gonna do. I'm gonna change yeah. what I seen my mom and dad do, and I'm gonna do completely different than them. Even though you knew this way, so you could have yeah. just stayed in the way you knew. Instead, yeah. you're like, nope, I'm gonna go a way that I don't even know. Right. I don't even know. I don't even have knowledge in this way, but I know this way isn't right. R correct. So yeah. don't be. Don't let fear cripple you into like oh, making that change because that's another lie of the enemy yeah to where you're like even though you're going into the unknown it's okay if it's better than what the old is it's better to do it leave that behind and go into the unknown yeah wow right that's revelation there okay well that just takes us to what we're going to talk about today boy we have got some good stuff yeah. on strongholds strongholds y'all so you just get some notes get a notepad get a, a pencil pen in your bible out because yeah this is going to be hopefully we pray just like we always pray before we hit the button that this moves people to action whatever yeah. it is move to action whether it gives you clarity mm -hmm. or confirmation understanding or even new insight yeah i hope it's something yeah of those three that it moves you to the next step yeah because you gotta you really gotta understand strongholds right and look inwardly and see okay where do i have a stronghold where do i have a stronghold right and then we're gonna also tell you how to get rid of it right we may do this in two parts it just depends how we how, don't know we how don't know. long it's going to take because there's this is really we've important got a list of 12 that we want to go over but yeah. i think it would be great if we show them in scripture that god teaches us that there are strongholds yeah so um, we're going to look at second corinthians 10. should i read this at three yeah okay ahead. it says for though we walk in the flesh, we do not war according to the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God. For pulling down strongholds, casting down arguments and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. Bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ and being ready to punish all disobedience when your obedience is fulfilled. Second mm. Corinthians 10, three through six. That's really good. I know. 
because again it's just going into hand with what we're saying that we're not warring against flesh right and um our weapons that we're using are not carnal right our weapons can't be carnal things they can't yeah they have to be spiritual they have to be weapons of god yes they have to be of god of god and mm -hmm. god is spirit yes okay um because remember we're fighting in the spiritual realm yes not against flesh and blood right and god is saying that through his mighty power yes that, that he gives us yes we are able to pull down strongholds cast them down yeah casting down imaginations and every high thing that it exalts itself against the knowledge, knowledge of, of god, god. and yeah. again even we know other scriptures say that we you can't exalt or place anything up high or above the lord right only the lord is to be exalted so That's some of right. these strongholds we have that we we're going to talk way about, before the Lord. They're so up on a pedestal. Uh, sometimes some of them have become our God. Yes. Little G. Yeah. And some of them have just taken complete, you know, control over us. And we over our giving mind. them that control. Yes. Um, and it's, it's has a, such a, a stronghold. Yeah. A grip. Let's talk about what a stronghold is mm -hmm. um, actually. So people understand that. Let me read this little insert that we have. In our Bible, it says, Paul speaks of our warfare in satanic attacks on believers in 2 Corinthians 10, 3 through 4. And using, I read that. Yeah, using the term stronghold. Mm -hmm. The Greek word means fortress. Strongholds are the way the enemy gains access and control in a Christian's life. A stronghold is a fortress of wrong thinking. thinking. Wrong this is, thinking. This is why we got to renew our mind. Yes. Always. It starts with just wrong thinking that can harbor a demonic entity. Yep. This demonic entity can launch attacks from the house or wrong thinking has constructed for him. Yes, indeed, we can actually put a gun in the enemy's hand for him to shoot us. Wow. Yeah. That's strong. Yeah, it is. Habits, we're, just, we're just handing over. Yeah. To We're the giving enemy him access, access to destroy us. Right. Because he came to kill, steal, and destroy. That's right. Habits and addictions. Listen, habits, oh, habits, man. and addictions mm -hmm. many times are simply demonic infested strongholds. Yes. This is not a demon possession, but demon infestation. Remember, we said this on the last podcast. You are not being possessed. Yes by the enemy it's an oppression yes it's oppressed yes mm -hmm. christians oh here we go christians can be oppressed yep depressed mm -hmm. tempted yes harassed yep and buffeted that's right but they cannot be possessed yeah take like let that sink in it says christians can be mm -hmm. christians can be oppressed and depressed and tempted harassed and buffeted yep so though believers can never be totally overtaken by Satan and his demons, the sad reality is that many are harassed constantly by wicked forces. Mm -hmm. Whenever the flesh is in control of a Christian's life, demons are given a place in the believer's mind. This place is usually an unconfessed sin. 
Yep. And that is so true because look how many times we see in scripture that is confess your sin, confess your sin, forgive others. Yeah. Um, that's yeah. what Jesus preached. So this place is usually an unconfessed sin, an unbroken bad habit which could be an obsession Mm -hmm. or a wrong attitude. Again, back in your mind. Right. Bad thinking. Mm -hmm. Simply stated, the believer has embraced a lie. Yep. 2 Corinthians 10.5 says, Casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. Mm. The battle rages in the thinking process of a believer. Okay, stop there. We got to say this again. Because we keep saying it's it's with your mind. He's mm-hmm. messing with your mind. Yes. So it, it the battle rages in the thinking process of a believer. That's why the word says that you have to renew your mind. You have to hold those thoughts captive. Right. Yeah. The lie goes into your mind. Mm-hmm. It doesn't go into your heart. The lie goes into your mind, mm-hmm. causes confusion. Mm-hmm. And that's, again, as you said, that battle. Yeah. So these wrong ideas, bad attitudes, mm-hmm. false assumptions, wrong traditions, and lies can become a doorway for demons into our lives. Can we just uh, give credit to Ron Phillips? He yes. wrote this book called Everyone's Guide to Demons and Spiritual Warfare. And uh, some of this information came from that. So we just want to mm-hmm. give credit there. Right. But that is that is something stronghold. So now you know what a stronghold is. Yes. Okay? Yes. So then we are going to talk about the 12 root of strongholds. Yes, 12 root strongholds. Um, the first one is the spirit of infirmity. It oh, yeah. affects a uh, the spirit of infirmity affected a believing woman in the New Testament. I think we should take a minute to read that. Luke thirteen eleven. Uh huh. And I'll you look that up. I'll keep reading. This woman was a faithful attendee of the synagogue. She was a daughter of Abraham. Yet demons affected her health. Some examples are disorders of the body, attacks on male and female identity, allergies, and strange. Syndromes. Can we just go back? You said something here. Uh huh. Um, some examples are disorders of the body, attacks on male and female identity. Mm-hmm. We're talking gender issues. Yeah. Gender dysphoria. Right. We're dealing with that today, aren't we? Yeah. Okay. Allergies and strange syndromes. Okay. Mm-hmm. So Luke, you said eleven. It says, yeah, verse 11. And behold, there was a woman who had a spirit of infirmity 18 years and was bent over and could in no way raise herself up. Hmm. Let me just read 12. But when Jesus saw her, he called her to him and said to her, Woman, you are loosed from your infirmity. Mm. Oh, I love that. And he yeah. and he laid his hands on her and immediately, I love when the Bible yeah. uses the word immediately, she was made straight and glorified God. Can I just tell you that was me before my first back surgery for one whole year. I was bent over. Really? Bent over like, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Bent over for a whole year until I found the... Did I know you then? I think I did. No, no? you didn't know me then. That was that when was I was 25. Oh. Yeah, you're thinking of... Mm. 
other surgeries. When you're maybe walking sideways. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But see, what we need to point out is that he called it a spirit of, of infirmity. infirmity. Yes. He didn't say a woman who had an infirmity. He no. said a woman who had a spirit, spirit of. of infirmity mm -hmm. for 18 years. And again, I want to point out her faith. Like, what what was her faith part in here? She was in. The, she was. She was a, a woman of God. She attended the synagogue. She went to Jesus. Yes, that's faith. She went to Jesus. Can I just point something out with mm -hmm. you saying that? Yeah, you have to go towards G Jesus, yep. and that's an act of faith. Yes, you are showing faith when you walk towards. When you make that step forward yes you can't just sit there uh -huh. with your sign saying help me jesus right you got to get up and go do something yeah yeah mm -hmm. for sure but it's not hard look she just went to jesus yeah mm -hmm. i just wanted to check one thing here um did we say that was luke 11 13 verse 11 i'm sorry mm -hmm. 13 verse 11 okay uh -huh. 1311 I just want to look at one other thing um okay we're good I just okay. wanted to check something okay okay but I was thinking about um you sent me a video and I think it was on people grieving yes and there was a very yes. interesting thing about a woman who was grieving the death of her baby yeah and you know what infirmity the enemy put on her Mm. was she was deaf she became deaf because she didn't want to hear anything else but her baby yeah and she came to a denial of her baby dying but yes. once she was able to grieve and accept yeah. that her baby had passed away right her hearing right. came back yeah I mean, that's what I we said last time, is when trauma happens, yes. be on guard. Yes. When trauma happens, because that's have when your radar's you're at up. your weakest, yeah. and that's when the enemy just yes. slides in. Think of it, that's when you're totally exposed and vulnerable. To the enemy. It's, so that's when you really need to pray up, like, I, Lord, I know this trauma just happened, but protect me from any evil yeah. spirits of entering yeah. and oppressing me and my family. Because you're not only vulnerable to the enemy in all of his, you know tactics but you come vulnerable and broken to the Lord yeah and he will He's help right there. you yes. yeah he'll help you yes. Ooh, yes I love this so the spirit of infirmity mm -hmm. okay the second one the spirit of fear oh that one's so popular yeah <laughs> spirit of fear that's second Timothy 1 7 that one says for God has not given us a spirit of no nope. fear but of power, love, and a sound mind. Yes. Examples include fright, torment, inferiority, inadequacy, worry, critical spirit, tension, performance, and a fear of anything. But it's, it's so interesting that you think of fear and you normally think of fright and torment, mm -hmm. you know, um, but inadequacy, you know, people that think they don't measure up. Yeah. Inferiority. That the whole thing of comparing. Yes. You're comparing. in fear, people. Um, perfectionism is in there. That oh, you're fear my fear that you're not perfect or How good How many times have we counseled on perfectionism and it is 
a scheme of the enemy. Yes. Because God, only Jesus is perfect, y'all. Only Jesus. Right. We're here being refined. If we're being refined, how in the world can we be perfect? Right. It doesn't make sense to me. Right. Like he even mentions performance, and I see this in a lot of kids, like young adults that are just so heavily oppressed with worry about their grades and schooling and their performance and their sports. Can I still say something about performance too? Because um, this affects adults as well. Because Mm -hmm. if they were raised in a home Mm -hmm. um, where they were put on a pedestal and they were the golden child, as an adult, okay, listen to me, parents. If you're doing that to your kid, if you're putting your kid on a pedestal and you think he is or she is all it in a bag of chips. Oh, yeah. Well, wait till that person becomes an adult because yeah. what happens is when they're an adult and they get married, they're going to want their wife or their husband to put them on yet a bigger pedestal. Mm-hmm. You hear what I'm saying? Like this is and not And they're going to have failures in life and you oh. know what, you know what that brings then on them when they do fail? Yeah. Because you put them on a pedestal of being this. Yeah. They will fail. Like we all fail. Right. They they hit hard. Well, put your son on a pedestal because he is great at baseball, let's say. Mm-hmm. And he goes to college and plays baseball the whole nine. Then he gets married to to someone. And, you know, she's like, yeah, that was great that you did all that. But now we're married and now we're, you know, we have our family and everything. Well, the first thing that he does wrong and the wife calls him out on it, what do you think is going to happen? Right. Oh, he is not going to know what to do. You are creating a little narcissist. Yeah, somebody, I was thinking of that, that doesn't know how to apologize. uh Uh-uh. Doesn't know how to recognize his faults. Or is unteachable. Yeah. That's not good, so don't do that, man. I mean, performance, don't. Yeah. You know, show your kids that it is okay if they didn't have a good game. Right. Like, did you try your best? Yep. That's that's all that's required. Right. You did and your best. if you didn't try your best, then you know what? It, it's this, okay. You had a bad day. Yeah. You're and not then feeling you, well. You didn't sleep good enough. Right. You didn't practice enough. It's okay. Don't don't create this in in your children. Yeah. Yeah. You'll be sorry as an adult. That's for sure. Yeah, spirit of fear. So think about what what are you fearful of? Is there something that's causing you to be crippled or paralyzed in certain areas? Um, you know, and if as we go through these, if you don't know if you have strongholds, ask the Lord. Like, ask Him, you know, to reveal and expose these things in your life and in your family's life yeah. around you, and He will. Mm-hmm. Should, do you think we have time for Yeah, let's more, go um, just to number three, and then we'll okay. cut it here, because I want to read the scripture, too. Okay. Oh, yeah. Um, three is the spirit of Python, also called divination. It's rebellion, witchcraft, occult practices, and black arts flow from, from this spirit. Curses follow involvement with these practices. Okay, let me read this scripture. <clears throat> yeah. It is Acts... Acts 16, 16 through 18. Mm -hmm. Okay, it says, Now it happened as we went to prayer, 
that a certain slave girl possessed with a spirit of divination met us who brought her masters much profit by fortune telling this girl followed paul and us and cried out saying these men are the servants of the most high god who proclaim to us the way of salvation and this she did for many days hmm. it's uh let me continue but paul greatly annoyed turned and said to the spirit i command you in the name of jesus to come out of her and he came out that very hour mm. listen if you got a ouija board if yeah. you got tarot cards yeah. if you got a dream catcher um or you have even visited a um a sorcerer a, a psychic a psychic yeah a psychic um that you got to repent of that because yeah the, the English definition of divination is the practice of seeking knowledge of the future or the unknown by mm. supernatural means. Yeah. So if you're not seeking the knowledge in the word for yeah. what God wants to show or reveal to you uh -huh. and you're getting that from other sources, it's witchcraft. It's yeah. a form of yeah. divination. If you're not asking the Holy Spirit, but you're going to Even horoscopes things, are bad. Oh, horoscopes are bad too. They're, Absolutely. They're, that's reading you know the stars and whatever and giving right. you your future right anything like that and so no because god says that he gives us yes. a future and a hope yes right jeremiah 11 you got that right my he, thoughts are not your thoughts right the ways are not your ways he gives that he yeah. gives us a, uh, a future and a hope not a fortune teller right not somebody who's reading cards they're just making up so crap. what you're doing is you're opening when you do that open you're door. opening the spirit to come in open door so if you just go to a psychic or you have done something like that you you open the doorway for the spirit to come in and oppress you which is what we're talking about yeah and, and then it can become a stronghold because you notice rebellions in there yeah that's pretty yeah rebellion rebellion that means you're not teachable yeah so i mean think about that we don't want that no no we don't Not know what else stuff. to say about that <laughs> we're sitting here going rebellion, rebellion. we're, we're going in our own mind we're oh. in our own mind have we been rebellious yeah, right. have we been rebellious <laughs> we're looking at each other giving us giving <laughs> each other goo goo eyes or right. something okay so yeah that's the spirit of python also called divination and that was Acts 16 16 through 18. right so we got a lot more to go through we and do. we've got we want to we don't want to leave you with just that we want to tell you read this other part that goes into how to take down these strongholds of satan mm. so as we go through these in the in the future podcast some of this may be repetitive because we want to end it on the tools and the ways again to to cast these down because as we read in the scriptures that we have you know the ability to cast down strongholds right get rid of them so i'll read a little bit here it says in order to take down these strongholds of satan you must become an armed believer mm -hmm. revelation 12 11 declares our threefold weapon to overcome our enemy that's so cool threefold weapon father son and holy spirit yes. love that they overcame him by the blood of the lamb yes by the word of their testimony yep and they love not their lives under the death yes so unto the death so one is the blood cancels satan's right to oppress you 
the blood of Jesus and what he did, everything on that cross, Canceled because there had the right. There had to be shed blood. Mm -hmm. We had to be atoned for our sins. So yes. it cancels it. He yes. did that for us. Right. That is that excites me. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> Two is the word of your testimony. Yes. yes. Take the word of God as a sword and uh -huh. release it out of your mouth yep. against the enemy. The yep. truth will set you free. Yes, it will. Three, a surrendered life to Jesus. You can uh, appropriate all of Jesus weaponry and you must capture every thought of the enemy and cast it down. Yeah, come on now. So the blood cancels Satan's right to even oppress you. You use Work the word and speak it out against yes. the enemy and you surrender your life to Jesus by yes. taking every thought captive and cast it down. Yes. Um, you, do we have time to read this other part? Um, we see the atoning blood. Yeah, we yeah, probably should because we. this is the this part is that part. we're going to... So listen up. Yep. We see the atoning blood, the witness of the armed believer mm -hmm. in the life abandoned to the will of Jesus. Mm -hmm. We just spoke of that. Yeah. Satan trembles before the believer with God's weapons. Let me share eight steps to the removal of a stronghold. We're going to keep repeating yes. these every podcast yeah. until we get done with... Uh, Strongholds. Yeah. Mm -hmm. One, be sure you've confessed Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Yep. Plain Two, and simple. Realize only God can remove a stronghold. Yep. Mm -hmm. We are helpless against it. Yeah. Three, identify the stronghold. Name it. Name yes, what it is. You have to name the stronghold or you're not speaking to it. Right. Four, confess all sins related to the stronghold. So mm -hmm. once God reveals and identifies the stronghold, think about where was my open door? Yeah. What did I, mean, I do you to may let have to the think about this. Yeah. Maybe you have to think, you know, 20 years ago. Right when you started you know that's what a, a stronghold does is it presses you years after years yeah, after years so yeah. it's could have been in there when you were a child you could have been raised up in the uh masonic temple yeah the freemasons masonry yeah, yeah. masonry you never i know. mean I'm exposed to that not yeah. by your own will no no but by not your by parents your own around you right. or someone yeah that's a whole other podcast right there yeah mm -hmm. five is thank god for forgiveness yes six visualize the destruction see it you can see it i mean if you've walked through it and it's still there you could see it yeah do you like it yeah See it just being slayed and Ugh. slashed and destroyed. <laughs> yeah. Seven, ask God to free you from the negative demonic force associated with the strongholds. Mm -hmm. So that's the mind part. Yeah. Free you from these negative thoughts and for it to ever even come back in and, and right. be done with it. Or even the, um, you know, the bondage of... Like we were talking about, well, I'll never get out of poverty. It's right. been in my family. Stop those words. Yeah. Quit speaking those bad things out. Right. Okay. And the last one is make restitution. Man, repent. Yeah. Let repent. me read this little part. After these steps, you must possess the reclaimed territory. Mm. Confess that you are no longer affected by that area of stronghold and claim God's fullness. 
Be finished with the sins that enslaved you and fill your mind with scripture in order to reinforce the victory. Y'all, that just confirms that we mm. say this all the time. Get in your mm. word. Because that's how you Read renew it. your mind is through the scriptures. Absolutely. And again, I want to just give credit to Ron Phillips. Yeah. He has a book. It's called Everyone's Guide to Demons and Spiritual Warfare. So we're going to keep... We're going to keep um, pressing on on these. We are. We got a lot to go, and we're going to reiterate these eight steps because you got to get them down. Yeah. So, mm -hmm. all right. Okay. Well, that's uh, Strongholds uh, Part 1. Yeah. All right. I'll see you next time. All righty. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining Dr. Kim and Naomi on Uncomplicated Truth Talk. We hope you have enjoyed this episode. For any comments or questions, please feel free to contact them at askthecounselors at gmail.com. Until next time, this is Uncomplicated Truth Talk.